Hi, this is Jordan with Spafford, and the podcast you are listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Sign up for the newsletter at osirispod.com to stay in the loop. Rob, meet Rob. Rob, meet Rob. Hey, because we're Rob. here at Electric Forest. Welcome, Rob. Welcome to our hey. show. Welcome to the Osiris Podcast Network. I really hope that this interview works out. Oh, because it's Rob doing. from the Works. Rob, get him out of the way early, Seth. I'm trying to. You know what? I'll get one more pun out of here. The Works is named after uh, you, what you ordered at a restaurant way back in in Dayton. Do you remember the restaurant? Yes, it was actually Steak and Shake. <laughs> steak and Shake, because they have the Works. And you got it with the Works. We got it with the Works, and we were we were we were we were trying to find a name for the longest time. You know, that's a very crucial part in forming a band or any act. And uh, not jam bands, though. It's just, you can well, we were trying to find one that was like encompassing. Yeah, not jam bands. And it, of course, it had to involve food because we're a jam band. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, it's kind of clicked when I was like, or some of the works. It's like, whoa, that's what we were going for. A little bit of everything, and the works kind of just stuck. We all looked at each other like, that's it. That's like a ha- aha moment. I don't believe that. I think you all looked at each other and said, what do you think? Well, that works. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to guess where the spelling came from. I, I'm going to guess that. You initially spelled it with an O, and then there was a jambands.com news story with a, with it was misspelled. And you said, <laughs> well, let's just go with it. Well, no, we spelled it with the works because it's uh, Das Werks, which is German for the works. And um, oh. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, really? Because <laughs> we <were, laughs> we like, oh, I just showed you the Eddie Vedder German exactly, picture? No. Well, we're, we're here at Electric Forest, and I want to start by saying, uh, Rob. Yes? Rob has been here, if not with his band, at least with himself, uh, over the past, what, like almost, almost yeah. all of them? Yeah, f- almost all of them, yeah. And uh, uh, You worked here once, too, didn't no, you? No, I never worked here. But you definitely I'm worked always the bar. Working, <laughs> I'm always working. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, we, we played, uh, I think, about five times now. I, just, I did an Everyone Orchestra set as well. Um, we did a, a secret VIP set in 2016. That so. was it. Ryan yeah, Hug set that up, that's if I recall. right. Mr. Hug. Dr. Hug. Dr. Hugstable. Yes, sir. And uh, you know Electric Forest has a special place in all of our hearts, you know. Um, we were here in the inaugural one, and uh, it just keeps getting bigger and better every year, and you know, super happy for the Madison House Presents and everybody involved, you know. And you're essentially the band leader. Love to have a drum band leader like oh, Buddy yeah. Rich. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, do you, sir. Do you write a lot of the songs as well? Yeah. Um, I definitely am a, a big part in the songwriting process. Um, I usually write songs either on keys or guitar. Really? And bring it to the band, yeah. Yeah, but Adam Deitch and Jeff Frank are always talking about how drummers should write more. There should be more. Oh, yeah. Those guys both are really, really good friends of mine. Uh, just hanging with them both in Denver, actually, a few months ago. But I was watching carefully when you were on stage. Mm-hmm. It did seem when you were away from the structure of the song that your guitarist was the point man at points. Is that right? Oh, yeah. There's definitely uh, we like to let Hauser be free-range Hauser, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, there's definitely when Hauser takes over, you can tell because it's a... Uh, He's an incredible guitar player. You see any relation to any other guitarists in the jam community that have the same name? Um, I think there's a, I think there's a distant, distant relation between uh, one of the old widespread panic guitar players. Thank and, you very and, uh, much. <laughs> and Mikey, Mikey was a, quite the player. Yes, sir. Rob one, saw at least uh, two widespread panic shows. No, I, I saw a lot. It was a funny thing with widespread for me because I, I would, I, it's not a band I could see a lot. I see them here and there and really love them, seeing them infrequently. But then when Mikey passed, the first time I saw them, 
I was in my head looking for his guitar parts, uh, much yeah. the same way I was Jerry's with my precious Grateful Dead. And but I wasn't expecting it with Hauser. But oh my god, yeah, I absolutely was. Yeah, it's uh, you don't realize how how uh, much of a crucial role players like like him play in in, uh, in bands until they're gone. You're like, wow, I mean, missing it. But I feel like Jimmy Herring definitely stepped it up and is sure. carrying the yeah. carrying the torch very well. Absolutely. Now, Rob. I want to. Uh, I, I know you have a structure. We didn't talk Go ahead, about, no, it, but about it. I do want to talk to you. Uh, we're at a music festival, and you guys, as a as a band, have your own music festival. That's, funny. That's right. Yeah. Going too. That's right. And well, because I you were spend... saying about crucial roles. If I may, they're an Ohio jam band with their own music festival. Acoustic Hookah having a. Oh yeah. Yes, in fact, um, they uh, are, are huge influences in not only myself and Hauser specifically. Uh, our guitar player was Steve Sweeney from Acoustic Hookah. He's a mm-hmm. big influence on him, but. You know, seeing them have their own festival and party and, you know, Hookahvilles. David Grisman played it? Bob Weir played it? Oh, yeah. Oh, was that a Grisman one, actually? Yeah. 2000. They, yeah, during that time, they were very, very big. And uh, it's kind of where we got the idea to throw the workout at Legend Valley. You know, back then I was like, this, this venue is incredible. We'll love eventually to throw my own festival here. Fast forward 10 years. <laughs> and, they, there, yep, there, and there we are. And, uh... It's a, such an incredible land. You know, the Grateful Dead played there, too. It's 60,000 people. It's Probably the Buckeye? About, yeah, Buckeye Lake. Formerly Buckeye Lake, now Legend Valley. Gotcha. Very magical place. You know, beyond the Grateful Dead, the, you know, all the big big players have played there in the past, in the 70s and 80s. And uh, you can just feel the, the vibes there. It's always really nice. And uh, mm-hmm. we're honored to have our party there. Well, tell us a little bit about your party, because if I understand correctly, uh, you can volunteer by using a software called Festival. That's right. Oh, wow. Really incredible software. Where'd you steal that from? Uh, some uh, Chinese guys, I think. Or did you actually pay for it? And let, actually, the, let the other festival <laughs> steal it. Brazil now. You're Brazilian now. Okay. But, uh, but uh, no, for real, though. So t- let's talk about the, your event and what makes it unique. Give, tell, our list, tell the uh, Osiris listeners here yeah. a little bit about what they can expect with your festival. Okay, well... The workout in today's world is a little different than most festivals because, you know, a lot of festivals that go towards that the DJs and the hip hop and the and you know and and we all love that we've we've had it in the past but this year we made a conscious effort to go strictly jam just strictly funk and, and strictly rock and roll and, and just kind of stand on our own two feet and uh, and you had Humphreys McGee and yeah we have Humphreys McGee I imagine we got, you had good bands too yeah Joe Russo's almost dead. Uh, one of the best Grateful Dead tribute bands in the in the country right now, and uh, we'll, we'll, best scarves we'll too. The, the best, really good <laughs> scarves. Great, yeah, and uh, you know, you know, up and comers like Spafford and Marcus King Band and uh, Turquoise. Just name three of my favorite up and comers. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No, but it's not just the music, though. You, if I'm, uh, if I remember reading about uh, some of the, you have activities That's and other right. sorts. You know, yeah, kid friendly. Well. We have it's kid friendly. We have uh, workshops with an E, and is a, uh, uh, you know. People you can you can learn yoga, uh, learn how to, to drum. There's some drum workshops, uh, lots of different you know l- seminars and lectures there too. Um, it's an arts festival as well, so we uh, very much have um, an emphasis on live painting and uh, basically we, we encourage everyone to be involved and, and like decorate their campsites and we have theme nights every night well, inspired t- decorating. by jam crews <laughs> yeah and, um, oh, de- decorating campsites yeah you know are they judged oh uh, yes yeah, so we, we we call it working man uh-huh talk <laughs> and, about it uh we have an installation uh contest and uh the winners get a vip tickets for the next year 
It's a good Jam Cruise influence. You don't want the bad. You don't want people talking about their costumes over the music. That's the bad exactly. Jam Cruise influence. Yeah. But it, but these theme coming nights is the a guy, good Jam Cruise. Coming influence. from the guy who's begging to get on Jam Cruise, this I'm not begging. I would love the podcast to be on there, but I'm not begging. Please. <laughs> I'd be away from my dog for, well, for a long time. Oh we we love Jam Cruise and definitely a huge influence. And, and that's it's great actually, to the musicians. It was one of the reasons why, you know, uh, I was like, you know what? I want to bring these vibes from Jam Cruise and bring it to land because there's no festival right now. I feel like it used to be. You ever Bear Creek? That was oh, land of course. Cruise. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Paul Levine's a, a great friend, and, and he actually worked with the, the, the workout for quite some time. Oh, did he? As our uh, spiritual advisor. <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just want to, you know, bring those those vibes we, 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 we don't call it a music festival we call it a community because it is and, and uh, people who show up you'll, you can tell that they're they're part of the workout community and it's a really special place now are you guys feeding off or are other bands feeding off your stuff so like Big Something for example they have the Big What or uh, Twiddle has the uh, I don't know Tumble Down Tumble Down so there's a lot of bands that, that are at similar levels to, to where you all are at and have the and I'm curious if there's there's a community within the community in that sense of sharing ideas, of sharing course. resources. Yeah, I mean, I, t- I, I talk with Nick from Big Something. You know, we we always talk shop with festivals. Uh, he he's the lead singer and guitarist from oh, Big Something, and we helps produce the Big What. And a former uh, guest on Inside Out. Twice, we love yeah. him. Great guy, great band, and and same for you know Jeremy Schoen from Pigeons playing ping pong. They do Dome Fest, and Excellent. we always talking yeah. and sharing ideas. And uh, yeah, it's definitely. I feel like in today's jam world it's really crucial to have your own party and kind of showcase your scene and your band and, and kind of you know bring that to the table we have ohio in the midwest we're repping that flag really hard and you know there's so many incredible acts in the midwest um, the vibrant music scene and we're really, really happy to to bring that to the to light here with, uh, at the workout and musically i'm sure you make a conscious effort to make every show special given that absolutely are your fans more likely to hear a bust out something that's going to be on magic a, a oh, rare yeah. cover at the workout oh, than they, they are somewhere they else. know to expect the unexpected at, at uh-huh. the workout i will say this though we are uh doing a our worktronic set here mm-hmm. late night on saturday to oh. close out the festival um so it's a very special set where we we only bust out once in a, a blue moon so we're gonna close out the festival that in the dance tent and have some special guests and then after that we're doing a 90s tribute set with twiddle and all the members of dopapod oh cool and, will there uh, be any pumpkins in there i don't know there might just be only if it's smashed going. i don't know so, and a couple of years ago, if I remember, you guys did something that no other jam band has ever done. Uh, you actually came out dressed as mimes, and you mimed your whole set. That's right. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, there was a lot of mime memes after that. Actually, it was very <laughs> meme of them though yeah, to exactly. do that. I thought that was very, meme very meme. Can we get back? You mentioned the electronic because you, <laughs> you do in your set, or at least you did yesterday. <laughs> you kind of wandered into the electronic a little bit. They're they're bopping fists over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do kind of wander in the electronic a little bit, and it reminded me of something Simon Allen said when we interviewed him a couple oh, wait, years ago. Oh, wait, hold on. You mean? The ODM. I think oh they could my be God. in the yeah, ODM. Ta- hold on. So Whoa, explain what ex- that Yeah, explain that. that. Organic dance music. I love it. ODM. Is that Simon from New Masters? Yes, sir. All right. Yes. Our brother from across the pond. So you should you you guys should be on the vanguard of that, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I like that. ODM. I like it. All right, I alluded to Magic. Are we going to work Doug? First of all, work Doug heading into the promotion. It's magic. It's magic. It's no. magic. Uh, it's The record's completed. Are the songs road tested, or are oh, they yeah, being well, held? We, um, yeah. Uh, magic released last last uh, March. Oh, it's uh, out. I'm sorry. What yeah. I was reading said it was forthcoming. Well, hold on a second. It's out, but oh, now it's behind your ear. Oh! <laughs> oh it's magic. 
I apologize. I didn't know that this isn't our normal, well-researched. These are hey, more at least shotgun got your interviews. Name, he got your name right, and I only think because your name is his name. Right. Well, yeah, that's what happens. I'll research the hell out of these, and then I'll forget the fucker's name. It's like, <laughs> Simon, you're not a fucker. But or not on. even forget. Oh, not even forget. Just just flake and whatever. Right, what's that right there? What's, what's what? this right here? What? Uh, oh, 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 is that your card? Is that your card? So that, that is my card. card. How did you do that? That's really strange. So we were in line getting drinks, Rob and I, Rob. And I see you took, you took out your ID, and you ha- and behind yeah, it I so saw the saw ace, and I was like, oh man, he's got to do some. He's got some sort of magic thing going I on keep, here. Uh, ace of spades in my back pocket. So, so I also uh, Scott Orville gave me one of my favorite wallets of all time. Bad motherfucker. Oh, so hold we, on a second. This is okay. This is not healthy. That's called Costanza wallet. I know it's Costanza oh, I do wallet. Too. The I best do too. lesson I got out of my marriage was a friend of mine. <laughs> um, front pocket it though. Who's oh. now married to Al? Uh, she always made fun of me for having uh, way too big of a wallet like that. And then I got this insert. Her inside. name rhymes with felony. Yes, Melanie. She's a wonderful. <laughs> so she, so I got a leather. My son got me a leather wallet with this insert in oh, it. That's nice. I no longer use the outer wallet. I only use this little thin insert. It's magic. See. It, I like the Costanza wallet because I know I can't lose it. It's always like a thorn in my side. So yeah, speak. well, I digress. Yes, Sorry. yes, yes. So anyway, so speaking of magic, <laughs> it's fuck you. It's magic. <laughs> Are you doing magic tricks on stage? Did you do a release uh, party with a magician? Well, you mentioned that uh, our keyboardist Dan Shaw is a magician. No way. Yes, and he's like a master juggler. On Can top we of that. keep that in mind for the next Cloud Nine event we do? Because yes, I want to. I want to incorporate absolutely. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's a master juggler. On top of that. So. And a juggalo, apparently, too. And a juggalo. Speaking of festivals. Speaking of festivals at Legend Valley. Run by bands. So, is he, so go on. <laughs> that one's kid-friendly? Uh, no, yes, I don't think so. Only kids. So, so it's not even guest artist-friendly. <laughs> I want to know. So, so, it, so he's, he's a magician. Go on. Yeah, and uh, he actually uh, really gets a... Uh, and actually, the, the title track from our, our album Magic, Magic, is a dance song. And Dan wrote it. So it's like... Just goes to show he's really, really into magic and being a magician, and he feels like being a musician is just like being a magician in a lot of ways because you kind of have that that like supernatural element. A lot of uh, you know, when you're on stage and you kind of have this uh, this uh, you're on the pedestal and you kind of like got to entertain and uh, and have a little bit of magic behind what you do to keep the fans kind of like you know have that little bubble in between you and the fans. And um, being a magician, you kind of it's all about the bubble and creating that bubble of magic, basically. And it is. And uh, you know, your music is just an illusion. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot of magic tricks from Dan, though. So he's, yeah. uh, we got to get him, uh, get him rolling on that. Seth, I'm gonna break new ground for us. I'm going to ask something about something I've never asked a musician before. Uh-oh. About their mixing console. Ooh. It has a heritage and a great uniqueness to it. Could you explain the mixing console that you use to record magic? Oh, very good, uh, very good question. Yeah, it's actually a Neve console. There's uh, only 13 of them in the world. It's just and, what you needed. And, yeah. And at Sonic Lounge, where we recorded, uh, they have one of them. And it's where like is a, Sonic? a million dollar console. It's uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. With Joe Veers as a producer. And. Uh, Pink Floyd and Eric Clapton recorded on our on our on our console specifically. How they old he, of a console is it? I don't know the exact age, but I do know they bought it from London and, fl- and brought it over overseas to the, to Columbus. What wow. makes it so special? It's just one of the best one of the best analog boards you can get. Um, okay, analog. So that yeah, it's a uh, it's really really special board. In fact, if you go to Sonic Lounge website, it's of course the picture you see. The first thing you see is that that board and. 
it just makes it sound so crisp and defined and uh I mean, you get what you pay for. Let's I was about to say, how much do you pay for that? A million dollars. <laughs> Can we not gloss over the Pink Floyd and Eric Clapton? It's yeah. not just that they're big names in rock. It's that they're two of the most particular acts. They really needed things a certain way, right? They're known for that in their recording. So Especially f- Pink Floyd. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. There's definitely a magic behind that board, though, we must say. <laughs> ah. uh, because we've, we've been in a lot of studios in the cross country, and, and the clarity and the... And the fidelity of that is just unbelievable. So, was there a moment of like, aha, okay, we need to, we need a break, and we need to like polish this up, guys, because it was so um, revealing to your sound? No, I mean, in fact, it, I would say it's the uh, exact opposite, where it, um, a lot of our other tracks would, would be a little bit muddier, and we have to go in. Versus with Joe, it was like. He, he did his thing, then hits the epic button behind our... I don't know, whenever he did that... After epic he, you know, we like Wait, leave, you didn't he, say the Beatles were recorded on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we like left. Sorry. He would hit the epic button <laughs> when we were gone, and we would come back and let's do it and be like, dude, what did you do to this? This is incredible. Yeah. And I need one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can't say enough about Sonic Lounge and Joe Veer's, uh And people can find them on the internet, Sonic absolutely, Lounge. Absolutely. And tell sure. us about the Hoodoo Soul Band and how they were chosen to be your horn ah, section. Ah, the Hoodoo Soul Band is a very, 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 very... Uh, famous they're legends in columbus ohio and in ohio because they uh they're a bunch of uh, studio cats who who do this weekly in columbus where they do uh, a dance party on every sunday at rumba cafe and and they get and uh it's always like sold out or packed out and they do like 70s 80s and 90s funk covers essentially and uh it's just a really hi- it's a highlight for people from columbus uh, they all know it's like the place to go on sundays and uh so I went up to them one night, like, look, you guys, the horn section, like, you guys are on our album. I love you guys. I've seen you, like, a hundred times now. Like, and, they, and they did it. The one guy, Chris Young, the trumpet player, listened to our song once and, and, then, and then, like, literally wrote an entire horn section for it. Just, like, spur of the moment. Like, hmm. he's incredible. He's a wizard, so. so. So are you more of a Columbus band than a Dayton band now? Um, half of us live in Columbus. Three fourths of us sometimes live in Columbus because Jake has a house there too. So, I would say, yeah, we we are equally, if not more, a Columbus band than a Dayton band at this point. Did you ever have interaction with Guided by Voices or the Breeders? No, um, not me. I know Hauser has because he grew up in Dayton. I grew up in Columbus. Well, hold on, you guys are starting to Dayton. <laughs> dating? No, no, just oh, you're wow. trying to Dayton. You know, like <laughs> the years. <laughs> Insert bad Rob's joke right. here. Sorry. I'll just say that for now. Instead of when I just feel the next time I feel like saying something stupid, I'm just going to say insert, or just not say anything at all. Insert. Ever think of that. <laughs> <laughs> that ever occur to you? Uh, <sighs> I'm just kidding, Seth. Don't ups- don't get upset. We're we're having an interview. <laughs> You know, uh, Jam Bass one year. <laughs> Jam Bass, one knows Jam Bass one year. Well, Jam Bass is, uh, by the way, they've been one of the most supportive uh, websites of our show. So we're very, oh, very grateful good. to Jam Bass. And one year, you were the second most um, searched for. That's right. Jam artist. And then, aside from Fish, and then the next year, you were oh. the most. Now, was that something you guys. Did your publicist arrange that? No, no, no. It was the same way as Wolfpack and Spotify. Yeah, that's it was what the I was same thinking. kind of deals. I, I think think it was kind of similar. Yeah, our fans were. Trying to, to blow us up at the time, I think they just convinced a bunch of people to search for us, probably like like Sleepify, or like yeah. from from uh, Wolfpack and Spotify. Sleepify. No, that's a really genius. Yeah, but it I was think, a uh, great idea. I, do, I just never heard that term. Yeah, well, it, it was. Uh, they, Roger McNamee says it's bullshit. By well, the way. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that being bullshit. I'm, I'm pretty certain it's real. We want to have a roundtable. 
Well, yeah, we're, we're blessed to have some of the best fans in the in in, in the scene, and uh, they're called the Workers, the right worker, workers. workers Union. Yeah, oh, really? And um, they definitely they definitely blew us up in 2011 and 12, and and um, really helped us kind of get the word out. And um, so, yeah, that year they uh, I think they blew up Jambase for us. And uh, yeah, and on that note, this is not a joke, Rob. No insert. So your story, though, I, I'm curious to if you would mind just sharing just for a couple of minutes, kind of your journey to get to where you are now from where, you know, from being a bar band to being a touring band. And, the, yeah. and I say this because the level you're at, you're able to sustain uh, as career musicians mm-hmm. as a band, each member. And that's a big deal. And there's a lot of musicians that are up and coming that are, you know, a couple of years behind you that are just now looking ahead saying, hey, how do we do that? And if you could just shed your story just a little bit and shed a little bit of advice for our listeners. Oh, sure. I mean, it's definitely a long road from where we started at University of Dayton in my college basement when I was a sophomore to now. And, um, you know, there's a lot of advice I could give to, to up and coming acts, you know. Number one, the elevator to success is broken. But the stairs are always open. That's a good <laughs> way of putting it. Yeah, I like that. And hard work, you know, pays off. And persistence is key. And if, if in any in any field, anything you do, you gotta, in order to achieve your goal, you gotta want it more than water. And you gotta go through whatever it takes to get to that goal. And you know, we, I can't tell you how many times we've been in one of our old vans where it breaks down in the middle of Nebraska or wherever, or our trailer tire breaks off, or member changes, or, you know, life happens when you're busy making other plans. And it's all about, if you have the goal, you got to stick through it. And, and there's been so many times in the works story where we should have dissolved and, and, like, been overcome by hardships, but we've always endure, endured, for better or worse. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's something to be said about persistence is key and... Uh, but also, you know, you gotta, you gotta work hard. You have to work hard, and you have to, you know, you have to pay your dues. Also, and the and stairs and elevator thing, real quick, that, that, that's important too. It may sound tedious to a band, but gradual growth is really the way to go. Particularly if you're uh, basing your success on live performance, absolutely. right? Absolutely, and, and I mean, you look at look at the forefathers of the jam scene, like the Grateful Dead and Fish, and everything. You know, and Humphreys. And Humphreys and, and all those bands, they they weren't a, a flash in the pan. All of a sudden, they were nothing. All of a sudden, they were like big because right. of one song or anything. And they right. grinded. They have a loyal fan base because they did that gradual, the gradual uh, growth versus the instant success. Which and might have killed the Spin Doctors. <laughs> Interesting I'm, point. I, I mean, they are good songwriters, yeah. and the guy was a great improvisational. I think the rapid growth kind of made yeah. them top-heavy. Go but ahead, But there's Sam. another piece that, that, that you didn't mention that uh, from – someone like myself looking on the outside uh, is relationships mm-hmm. there's a reason why the works have been invited back to electric force there's a reason why you've been invited back and your relationships even though madison house might not represent you mm-hmm. you have a relationship with them they care about you and i want you to speak a little bit about how you approach your relationships in the business oh yeah i mean uh the music scene is a uh, you know is, is a really is a really awesome the, the jam scene in particular is a really awesome scene and uh it's about you know. There's so many friendly people, honestly, and 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 um, I feel like if you, if you meet the right people and, and and you and you're a good person, I mean, good things will come, especially in this scene. And uh, getting to know all the Madison House people, such great great individuals, you know, Nadia and Jeremy and 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 Jesse and everyone. You, when you meet someone like that, and this is the advice I'm trying to pull out of you here yeah, yeah, is yeah, sorry. when you no no sorry when you meet someone like that, 
do you intentionally go back and, and follow up with them? What's, what's your pattern? Because I think there's something that you're doing that is working, and I'd like to, to yeah. share that. I mean, honestly, I just try to uh, just try to be myself and try to be friendly and uh, and just get to know them, you know, as as fellow human beings and and um, keep it things genuine. Keep it genuine, yeah, because I feel like if you don't keep it genuine, they're gonna see right through it. Because a lot of people want something from them, or you know, or, or whoever. When you're in the music industry, and people always want things from you. But like, I feel like it's really important to establish a, a friendship and relationship with with the people because that's that's kind of crucial. Um, because you know, it, it, we're in the the type of, of scene where we scratch each other's backs. You know. Oh, and, do you? And, Thanks, and, um, <laughs> Yeah, here you go. I just paid a dollar a minute to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're sitting by the massage booth. That's yeah, funny. Right it's it's really important to stay humble and to you know be genuine and, and be a good person and and not step on step on toes or like try to climb ahead of people. Like it's about it's about doing the right thing and. Uh, and, and being a good person, a good friend to people you meet everywhere. You emulate the rock gods musically, but not behind the stage. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to stay humble. That's how I say it. Now, Rob, we got time for two and a half questions. Well, there's two <laughs> folks that you've lost along the way, one of which is a worker, that I'd like you to talk about. Um, John Earl Chubby Howard just passed away about a year ago, correct? Correct. A year ago this weekend, actually. Correct. Can you talk about who he was and why he was important? Yeah. John Howard, uh, Chubby, as he, he, his nickname was, uh, really crucial and instrumental uh, player in, in our in our uh, in our growth as a band because he, he was a taper, and um, he would tape every one of our shows like 2007, eight, nine, ten. He would go everywhere and, and follow us and tape us, and and, and he was always, always been such a huge supporter. His him his entire family, and. Um, a lot of people in in the Midwest know who he is because he would always be with his taper section in the back, you know, uh, uh, right by the soundboard at every show. And uh, yeah, we, we we definitely felt a great loss when he passed away because you know um, he was such a crucial part. Everyone listened to his recordings, and um, you know, when, when people couldn't make shows, they would wait for Chubby to upload his upload the live show. And as you know, with the jam scene, you know, the tapers are such a huge part and spreading the word and, and we need to celebrate our tapers yeah, actually and, and i feel like there, there's not enough tapers in the world anymore and tapers if you want something good i'm telling you i'm using this zoom h6 it is fantastic and i uh, sometimes get into i've just recently got into a the only time i get into it with security is usually defending a taper the new thing is that a lot of these live nation and other venues are, are have a new selfie stick rule so the real chest thumping security types want to like use that to bust down on tapers. I saw right. it at the Bucket Theater just recently, that's a, and we need that's to. A shame, ju- yeah, well, Carl Denson's tour manager herself came right out and, and spoke on his behalf, and and even then she even met resistance. Wow. So these bands, you, the bands and the and, and the fans, you really got to support these tapers. They fuel our scene. I think I think the most important thing here. There's is one so, calling right now. Hey, call number oh, one. Hey, let's uh, let's plug want. him in. Hang on a second. <laughs> let's see if we can plug him in. Um. <laughs> I think uh, it's more more importantly we should just take the rage sticks away. I noticed they're less and less rage, though. There are less. You know Jeff Waffle? Yeah, Waffle. Uh, we actually have a. We're talking about having this uh, chainsaw invention here. It's kind of <laughs> like a hedge clipper where you just go around and take them out. He actually have, has offered bounties of I think a hundred dollars <laughs> per per stick. Um, but let's let, let's take away the rage sticks and bring the tapers back. Let's 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 agree on that. You know that trick Dan Berkowitz played on Jeff Waffle once, oh, right? Oh, Mr. Berkowitz. <laughs> 
some show, I don't know where, he had a Dan whole Berg bunch of CID Entertainment. rage Red sticks come across and with like waffle references like Red Sox and Iron. <laughs> oh, no and, way. Are you kidding and, me? like, uh, I don't know, hair product or when whatever. Is, yeah. That is hilarious. It was a some show. I don't Did know. steam come out of his ears? Oh, my God. Uh, at first, sure. <laughs> That's uh, so good. And then he was flattered. He's like, oh, my God, these fans love me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other would be Norman Dimitrilis. Yes. Am I pronouncing that? Norman Dimitrilis, yeah. He's a keyboardist in the works for five years and uh tragically passed away a few years back and um you know we miss him every day and he's such a crucial part into not only the songwriting and the music of the band but what we were kind of talking about is he was uh he was he was out there hanging out with the fans like hanging out with the powers that be he was such a social like an amazing human being and a lot of people uh you know love him because he was out there just being humble and talking to everybody and being the ambassador and uh i think going back to you know, Seth's question about like for bands coming up you know it's, it's about it's about meeting your fans too and, and like supporting the people who support you and i feel like norman was really good about that and a lot of people got to know him on a personal level outside of music because he would go out and like hang out with the fans and and get to know people and he, he genuinely cared about everybody he met and gave him unconditional love every every time so i mean his spirit lives in all of us still. So. Right on, Norman. Now, Rob, uh, I said two and a half questions, so here's the half question. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jefferson Waffle, lighting designer. Now, you guys have uh, an up-and-coming lighting designer working with you, or is that am I mixing up? Yeah, we've had quite a bit. You know, Herm is uh, an incredible LD, and he'll be at the workout again this year. Uh, always a master LD. He's working in Electric Forest, doing sight lighting and VIP. We've heard, and we've heard a lot of people talking about him, and yeah, so he's, they wanted to get his name out there. Yeah, Herm is, Herm is one of the best LDs in the country, and... Um, we're, we're blessed whenever he can run lights for us because he's really something special, and, and we definitely tell everybody how awesome he is because he's, uh, he's one of the best. He is definitely one of the best. What's going on for Halloween and New Year's this year? What, what, what you got? Oh, we got some, uh, we got some, um, there's some things in the works, but I'm not allowed to tell you yet, unfortunately. Well, we'll go ahead and press Give us pause. A hint. Give us a hint. I mean, <laughs> I... I don't want to get in trouble by my manager, but uh, uh, are you allowed? Is it does what whatever you whatever happens there stays there? It's going to be somewhere in the Midwest. Okay, so nice. I'll, I'll let you know that. That narrows much. it down to about eight states. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so we're ending all our interviews here. Oh yes, at Electric Forest. Well, the ones I remember um, by saying I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say one, two, three, and I want you to say the word that makes you most happy. Are you ready? One, two, three. Electric Forest. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Folks, if you uh, didn't catch on, the works are doing the workout this summer. Boom. The date and where they can find out more information. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's August 2nd through 4th at Legend Valley in Thornville, Ohio. Formerly oh. known as Buckhead. Uh, Formerly known as Buckeye, Buckeye Lake. Lake. And you can go to www.theworkoutfestival.com, spelled with an E, to learn more. Do you know what was distinctive about Buckeye Lake and the Grateful Dead world? What's that? The longest run from where you waited in line to where you would camp for the show. You had to walk, run across the street, yes. all the way over and around. I thought you just tur- tore the fence down and just go in. <laughs> wow, that's Highgate. <laughs> all right, folks, thanks for listening to the Osiris Free Concert Network. Eventual <laughs> free day. concert. We call it.